It's like living with a six-year-old. I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam. <laughs> you sound like his mom. He likes sports too. You guys would be such good friends. I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face. Paul will be the muscle. And then Eric will be oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> I handed, the muscle and the troubadour. I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Four Fathers Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Adam. I'm Fife. And I'm Eric. And this is a podcast about faith, faith fatherhood, friendship, and other F-words like falling on your face. Face. Uh, Better than. But failure. before we break out into the, <laughs> <laughs> are we just going to start talking in gibberish now? Is that where we're going here? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we break out into the conversation, I just, just want to remind you that you can always be part of our community and jump onto our Discord server, where there's always some lively conversation or random meme posted by Adam. And if this is your first time listening to the Forefathers, welcome. Please make sure you take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of the recent episodes by heading over to forefatherspodcast.com. So when I talk about falling on your face, this is less about being embarrassed (laughs) and more about worshiping God. Um, You know, we've been uh, at my church, we've been talking about some things that like define who we are as a church. And one of the topics that came up was worship. And so I, I, I've, it brought up some very interesting points for me, some very interesting um, thoughts, feelings, emotions, and, and things, memories as I was going through it. And so I felt like it'd be a good conversation for us to have because we all kind of come at it from different points. You know, I'm uh, all of you guys have played instruments. We've all at some point in our worship career done tech for whatever churches we were involved in. Um, but it's not just about the performance or the enabling other people to worship. There's like an aspect of this that is how do you worship? And so I wanted to get started and, you know, I wanted to start like with some memory row stuff. Like what is your first experience with worship that you remember? I mean, I guess we could talk about when you were in your mother's womb and she played worship music into your, into her belly or something. I don't know. Was that weird? Is everybody now weirded out? Because <laughs> I talked about wombs. <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to quote that on Sunday uh, from the stage and tell them about my first experience hearing worship from the womb. Um, like that'll, that'll go over well. Uh, Wait, Jonathan played worship while he was in the womb? <laughs> <laughs> Just, just last week. Uh, I'm not sure we, where we want to go with that one. Um, that's just all kinds of all kinds of bad areas, and we're off the rails already. Um, I mean, for for me, I definitely had I had a few different um, initial starts with with worship. Um, you know, I I have uh, sort of the pre vineyard, and then the you know, which would be like the Catholic, um, you know, mm. music there and the hymns and the such. And, you know, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I certainly didn't, I didn't really know it at the time, but that, that music was really being like, I certainly had my favorite hymns and I certainly like enjoyed it. And I didn't, I don't know that I had a language 
or an understanding or like me playing an instrument was really far away. Me understanding the importance of music to me and music when it comes to my relationship with God was still really far away. But I think it was definitely um, building the baseline and, and, and sowing the seeds for what that was going to become. And so like songs like On Eagle's Wings, I would hear and I would just like tear up and it was just, man, it's really pretty. And, um, you know, uh, other songs like Amazing Grace, I think, you know, um, I don't know that I quite understood the the depth of the words, but I certainly, you know, the songs that we would sing and such. But uh, and then, you know, I, and I know I've told this story before because I'll, I'll never forget the day that y'all invited me to the Metro West, Vineyard Metro West, you know, and we, you know, we, we all pulled up, we were all in the car, like we all drove down 495 together and, uh, we got out of the car, um, <laughs> gripping our fingers on the, <laughs> on the car. Why yeah. was I driving? <laughs> Eric was driving. So he was sleeping. So probably Fife was driving, <laughs> um, from, from the side. It was early in the morning, uh, to be fair. Uh, so, so yeah, but I just remember opening the doors, the double doors to the, their like worship hall and like it was a rock concert, like a loud, unbelievable rock music going on. And my jaw dropped and I was like, wow. And I just like, it was so enthusiastic and so joyful and contemporary music. And man, I was, you know, I, I, I was changed, you know, changed that day. And then we would go to conferences where I'd hear other music that now of course seems older to me. Uh, some of the old vineyard stuff, but like, it's still, I mean, it's still up there every now and then I'll, I might turn, you know, uh, turn some of that on. Um, what was the song I was listening to the other day? You gave him times of refreshing. I'll be, <laughs> maybe that you have shown me favor unending that one. Yeah. Um, and just all kinds of stuff. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, this is a man, this is a topic we could do months on this topic and I wouldn't get tired of talking about music and worship and this is this is it this is this is where it's at but that's yeah it's where, where i started and i'll stop talking because <laughs> you might actually go for the i might actually continue day. and go for i would applaud him he would just sit back <laughs> and be like yeah praise jesus <laughs> it, it would be the time five was like man paul's talking a lot what's going on <laughs> which coming from five would be different is my microphone on what yeah <laughs> Well, Paul went off and over right there. He's just kind of rambling. What's going on with him today? Um, yeah, so that's me. What about you guys? Channeling his inner fife. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Adam? Um, do, you, do you know do the you topic? The first time you experienced worship. I was trying to think of that. Um, I think. I think my like first real like worship like band experience was uh was the vineyard in chumpsford because i think prior to that was uh we went to grace grace chapel in 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 uh in lexington and they were more i mean they had a band but they were more choir and pipe organ and actually what they had a pipe organ yeah yeah, and actually, I don't know if I spent that much time in there because I was in Sunday school with mm-hmm. the with the felt paper flannel graph, <laughs> flannel baby, graph, flannel graph, <laughs> flannel graph characters, and we. I One remember of my building best, kazoos. My favorite inventions of all of Sunday school. What flannel graph? <laughs> oh yeah. So it's so yeah. So my favorite. So first experiences were, uh, were with Chris at the vineyard, 
in in Chumpshirt. So, which is cool. Oh, Chris uh, Dark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who's uh, the doppelganger of um, what was the famous uh, Steve Jobs? No, no. What was the famous uh, medical show that was before Grey's Anatomy? ER. Yeah, ER. ER. Yes, he did look like that guy a ton. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone thought he was there. Who was? So yeah. So. No, what? not yet. like uh, one of the other doctors that look like uh, man. I, no, Wiley. Yeah. No, no, it was the guy no, from no. It was uh, Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. Oh, the guy. The he goose looks from very much like Brian. Anthony oh, Edwards. Yes. Funny. Cool. Yeah. Throw on glasses, and you get an exact copy of Chris Dark. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You, know you were saying I'm. So yeah. So. Is this on? Yeah, it is. You. You're fine. <laughs> like exactly what. So yeah, so it was. It was that that point where kind of like the full band and worship kind of scene for me. I, but again, I was like twelve. So at that point in time, but but experiencing it, um, I just thought it was cool. So yeah, at that point, yeah, I think. I'm trying to think of where, like if, so obviously your experience in worship, it kind of has two, two areas and that kind of brings back memories. One more so on the, um, music, you know, musical side per se on soundboard. Um, I very much had a great leader mentor, Chris and not Chris. Um, although he was the worship leader, um, uh, skip Doucette. He uh, he took me kind of under his, uh, his wing and showed me, you know, what the what sound meant, but more in the context of what sound meant in worship, more so just than just a sound engineer, because you can be a sound engineer. But, you know, from a worship context, you have to understand what the the real meaning of, you know, what's what you're doing with sound and not, you know, treat it just as like a rock concert or, you know, an outdoor venue or whatever. There was definitely a, a process mm-hmm. to it and an understanding. And then coupled with that, he, he very much, um, you know, showed through that, you know, examples of worship directly himself. He was a bass player, which kind of, I think, brought, you know, similar, you know, feelings for me to be a bass player just you know because he was he was a very mellow guy and always in the back when he was you know playing you know worship on stage but you know he was a driving force when he played worship uh, when he played bass in worship and you you know he knew when to to play and when not to play and and you know just really felt you know the spirit move through a lot of that stuff but you know the other side of that would be you know similar exactly what adam had said with uh you know sunday mornings um you know chris dark with our small little corner of, uh, you know, the youth group. I mean, we dominated that small corner of the church. Like, you know, it was our, you know, own clean land. And, you know, it was mm-hmm. a small group of, I, don't, I can't remember. It wasn't a whole lot of, you know, young. There were probably 10 of us or something that yeah, came to it church. Was, it was pretty Sunday. small. We were pretty consistent. But, you know, I think we had a, a passion and a drive to just, you know, press in and feel it and figure it out mm-hmm. and understand it and didn't really want, you know, the technical sense of what worship might have been and you know like paul's experience where you know he's he felt like this power and you know energy and and uh you know calling that just you know radiated in in ways that you know we all were like hungry for i think that was my first experience really truly you know living it and doing it because 
I'm a hands-on person. So being able to do that in a hands-on experience versus just studying it in the Bible, you know, you can read about it, but you know, until you really experience the movement of, you know, God and stuff like that, you just, you know, you, you can only, you know, kind of get a small little glimpse of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I do remember Chris Dark and I remember, you know, some of the youth worship, but I, you know, if we're going back to my first experience of worship, before I was seven or right around that five, six, seven range, um, I was walking around my house and uh, my dad was in the shower and we had like your quintessential cheap house, like the walls were paper thin, right? And so, um, I mean, it, it was a great house, but it wasn't very big and it wasn't very well insulated. And so my dad was in the shower and he was singing. and. Um, and he was singing that song, I Love You, Lord, and I Lift My mm-hmm. Voice. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that there was something different about it. Like, it wasn't just... And still to this day, that song wrecks me. Probably mm-hmm. partially because of the nostalgia of that. But it's such a simple... Like, worship... The That song is so simple from a worship point of view. Like, the words are simple. The, the music is not super complex. But like my, it's it's what I remember as my first experience of hearing the difference of worship from just singing a song, mm. you know, um, and and you know I I went to the vineyard in Denver, but I don't remember ever going to worship there, and I went to a I went to a couple churches in between that and going to the vineyard in Chelmsford, but man, I the worship in Chelmsford really like. It was a very, um, it tapped into the emotion, like the emotional side of it, as well as the intellectual side, like the word just took on new meaning. And some of that is just where God had me at the time too. But, you know, it's really funny because I'm going to segue into like, not the next question, but one of the other questions, like part of the thing that I remember about worship and, and, you know, this is kind of like a tip or whatever, not a tip, but like a realization. And that's that, you know, we had in our, in our youth group, we didn't really have any people that played instruments. Right. But man, we would just rock out to like a CD. Like we would, I, I would basically DJ in a boom box, our worship set. And, and you know, what was amazing to me? Like everybody worshiped and God showed up. It didn't require anything complex or 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 amazing or like a great mixing job or mm. a really talented musician. It just required that people be in the room seeking to worship God and he would just be there. And that's, you know, those are probably my two most impactful or earliest realizations on worship, if that mm. makes sense. Well, so it's kind of funny from that piece that you just, you know, kind of uh, mentioned is that we'd really worship is not so much just, you know, the grandiose big lights and, you know, driving guitars and, and bass and drums and all that, although that is, you know, an experience and, you know, has its place. The simplicity of the fact that, you know, we, you know, almost went to the level of acapella, <laughs> you know, wouldn't have mattered. Right. <laughs> you know? right. You know, it was just that we had that hunger for it. And that's kind of like, I, 
a driver a lot in worship, no matter what you, you can worship in general. Like when you sing hymns, at, you know, in Catholic church on Sunday morning and everybody sings in the monotone and, you know, some people feel the power in that, but you know, the same thing goes, we call that chanting just so you're clear. And, you know, at the same time, you can just turn around and, you know, feel just as much of that same experience, you know, in closeness and intimacy, you know, through everybody singing off key. Yeah. All right. So what was the lowest point in your journey of worship? Because like, honestly, like there's times when you worship and it's like every time you worship, you feel like God is there with you. There's other points in, in your life where no matter how much you worship, you can't sense God. It doesn't feel like it's anything more than singing a song, whatever. So what was the lowest point in your journey of worship? <laughs> so I, I can do one. So, yeah, so this I, is really yeah. Go ahead. This is this is hard. I don't. This is a quick. This is a great question. I want to think about it. Go ahead. Okay. So I'll get back to you in a week. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point in my walk with with God where I didn't feel like I had done anything wrong, but for some reason, it just felt like God was not anywhere near me. No matter how much time I spent in worship, no matter how many conferences I tried to go to, no matter whatever, like it didn't matter. Uh, everything felt hard and dry. <laughs> Does that make sense? Have you guys ever felt like that when you worship? Yeah. Like uh -huh. it's like no matter how I engage with the words, no matter how much time I spent doing it, no matter who I was worshiping with, like, you know, there's definitely some people that when I when they lead worship, it's easier for me to get into worship. You know, if that makes sense. So like I would seek those situations out. Like if they were doing anything anywhere near me, I would go and listen, like go and worship with them. Right. And it didn't matter what I did, but I just couldn't get soft. I couldn't <laughs> engage the way that I wanted to. Does that make sense? Like I wouldn't quite use that in yeah. descriptive terms, but um, yes, mm -hmm. I, I, I totally. Uh, well, because I feel like worship is like one of those things that like, God uses to soften our hearts. Yeah. You know, there's, there's something about being in worship that, that takes the hardness out of your heart there. You can't, you can't put God in his right place for a long period of time and not be softened. And the opposite is also true. Like if you're not putting God in his right place, you will get hard. Like mm -hmm. your, your heart will get hard. It'll get crusty, you know, and not in a good way. <laughs> so, I feel like it's one of those things and, and it like, man, it, I think it was like two years and it was brutal. Mm. And that was probably the lowest point. And that was probably 2013, 14, maybe 14, 15. So, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough, but I still haven't forgotten. Yeah. Lowest point's a tough thing to kind of, you know, put a, a time and place on for me only because it's, it worship has kind of always been a, I hate to use the word seasonal because it's not seasonal, but to use a way to describe kind of what it is where the one thing keeps kind of rolling through my head right now is the Depeche Mode song, enjoy the silence. 
you know, worship, sometimes you can be on the plateaus and you can be like totally engaged and totally feeling the presence of God and totally, you know, immersed in the experience and everything is just, you know, you know, at the, the high peak. And then there are times that like you had mentioned, worship can be, you know, at the low, but I don't think it's the lowest of low in my life where, what I mean by that is if you, the times where you're called to press in your times, you're called to look at, you know, yourself a little deeper um, or, you know, having to move a little bit farther, kind of uh, using the example of the inner rooms, you know, in the old Testament where they had to kind of go through each of the levels to get closer to, to God. And this is sort of how I always viewed, you know, worship. It's like, you know, worship, you could start out and be this, you know, uh, um, joyous, exciting, you know, I'm feeling the presence, I'm building up to it. And then, you know, you get to a plateau and you level off for a little while and then, you know, you go up another notch and it's, it's, it's definitely got its ebbs and flows and how that looks at the bigger picture for me. I don't think I've ever gotten to that lowest point yet where it's like, I just, you know, just I'm done. Like worship is not like something that I don't do or even just like with a little bit of energy you know, on my own to just start doing it or singing it or, you know, whatever. I think for me personally, God honors that and whatever that might look like for somebody, it could be that, you know, I, the, the example that keeps popping in my head is those people that are like, you know, I, I sit in my prayer closet and I pray for hours on end and I'm connected with God. I'm like, I get in my prayer closet for five and a half minutes. I'm like, it's only been five and a half minutes. I mean, like, you know, but like with worship, it's like, okay, you know, I can take it with me. It's the, the portable version of my prayer closet, but you know, I can do it in the things I, you know, I do and use it as a way to, you know, promote you know, not promote, but to, to honor God and to, you know, sing joy praises when things are, you know, up and down or bad or good, you know, it, it's really just kind of one of those things that, um, I don't think I ever have gotten to a low point where I've just said, I'm done with it and, you know, no more. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I don't know how are you guys. I mean, Paul, I mean, you're a worship leader, so you, 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 <laughs> I mean, you kind of hopefully have the ear on this, right? <laughs> well, well, I mean, I think, it, I think the, the, the question it's, it's, you know, on the, on a personal side, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of when, when it's been, and it's probably similar to what Eric said from a, you know, a time when maybe, you know, at Mill City Vineyard, when it was just a, you know, it was a job. It was a slog. slog And, you know, really trying to figure out what that looked. Not only was it a slog, but like, I didn't know what I was doing. So it was like constant, constant, like, am I doing this right? There's this, you know, with, with very, you know, no trained music, musical ability. And then even when it ended, I think, and like when I, when I came, when I came to Harbor, um, you know, after leading worship for six years, I thought, well, maybe I'll, I mean, after a break, clearly after like, just sit in the back, you didn't jump like, right into it. No, no. But there was certainly a time when I thought, well, gee, um, I can, you know, I, I could, I could do some of this. Maybe they'll use me, but there was so many people there that were so much better than me musically, like even relationship with God wise. And then I remember the first time that we did and this, this will show you the, where the pride, where the, where the pride is. Um, but like 
I remember they did the song Breathe. And I remember that was one that, I mean, that was just like, we just, whenever we sang that at Mill City, we just knocked it out of the park. Like everybody loved the song. It always went over well. That song Breathe, this is the air I breathe, right? It oh, just, yeah, it was one. super simple, super easy to play. And I remember we, they did it not at Not the Faith Hill song. Yeah, right. <laughs> not the, not the, yeah, yeah. And then we did I Hope You Dance. Um, and that was, went over really well. Then you, then you um, to fix the that's right. Because <laughs> Earl had to die. La, 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 la. That would be awesome. I would love to do that song. <laughs> like, where is he going with this? How is he going to tie it into the gospel? Oh, you wait. I'll do this it. This an Earl in um, the Bible? What? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, but but I remember them, and they did it very differently than we did, and it really went, went really well at Harbor. And I'm like, that's not how you play the song. You guys are doing it wrong. And uh, I just like, man, I need to I need to get my heart right. So it was just <laughs> it was just good to sit in the back to do to do sound to you know learn electric and like you know you pl play there and do something completely out of my comfort zone just to get more comfortable on on stage and as such. So um, yeah, so I think. I think it's dry. Yeah, go ahead. So when you started playing, so when you started doing sound and when they played that breathe song, you just turned all the volumes levers down to zero. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. We're going to play and this. I, it, yeah, I'm sorry, folks. We have he to He piped in his, his version. Exactly. Yeah. He has it on a track and a USB stick and he just played that instead. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. No, but, but when I tell you, like the people at Harbor were are so, the folks that were there pre-COVID were really just, just so talented. Like the level of, musicianship was there i mean it's still you know it still is you know with with the, the folks that are on the team now but like the people that were leading before were just man they uh they're so so talented and um question around that do you stuff. feel any more equipped like I, 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 I my mind every time someone says like i don't feel like i i feel less than the person that's on you know in that position that you you feel like you're not capable of doing like for me, it's just like, okay, well, Hey, uh, this is not where I'm at today. And so I think, okay, well, you know, if I, that's my goal, I'm going to work towards well, there. And, well, it's funny. You know, Cause like, yeah. I would say that their talent is a lot higher than mine, at least one of the pre people I'm talking to, but where, where it came in. it's so funny. Like it just, as I started to lean into that, like, like during COVID, like God was drawing me in closer to him, not closer to be a worship leader, but like, right. Hey man, you know, let's, 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 you know, read these books on worship. Let's dig into the Bible. Let's find out where it really comes from. And like, that was probably that g gave me. So, I mean, I think there's always a level of, and you know, just in, in work, I know I've talked about this before. There's a level of confidence you have to have and a level of like, and you just need to have both, right? You need to have the humility to be like, look, you know, not my will, God, this is, this is happening, not because of me, but like in spite of me sometimes that worship happens. But on the other hand, you need to be up there, be like, no, God gave me this gift. I need to go and be, you know, and, and lead them. And this is a huge responsibility, but I, I as long as I'm leaning on him and doing it through his, his strength and we'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be okay. But unfortunately I'm still a human. And so I still, you know, <laughs> Are it's you still, anything else? It's still detracting. Wow. <laughs> Just curious. I've been. I I keep my fingers crossed. Maybe I'll have a mutant gene or something. But just remember, you're today. Mind for the overlords. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah. The one thing I think worship does for me in general, and, and that's that's kind of why I get back to this like lowest point thing. Is it's kind of hard for me to fathom. Um, because I think everything is kind of just a journey and in essence, you will have the high points and you will have the lows and those can be deeper and wider, you know, all along your whole entire, you know, life on this planet. But 
I think worship is always the constant, you know, you know, constant, you know, uh, what's the phrase that they um, call it? Basically, it's a constant theme throughout the whole entire thing. No matter where you go, whatever it is, even if it's a different flavor or something, there's still that stream. And that's, you know, a stream that I always looked at. It's like, hey, I could just plug into that. I can always plug into that and I can step in it. I can step out of it and step in it. And, you know, every one of those times I get in or out of it, you know, brings some clarity and brings me to a different place and a different chapter and, you know, or brings me closer or gives me a better understanding. Um, but for me, worship's like very much, a, you know, it's from, I hate to use the example, but it's a lot stronger than, you know, the me hearing the word a lot of times. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, that's a bad example because in essence, they both equal in the word is obviously a lot stronger and built off of the, what worship is. But in essence, worship for me was, it's just, it, it, it was always this, that constant and that constant thing that I could, you know, flow in and out of the river. And that's probably why half of the vineyard songs, you know, in the late nineties were all about rivers and, you know, <laughs> mountains and everything else like that. Yeah. Yeah, man, music is powerful. Like, you know, pastors will say, you know, nobody nobody leaves church humming the sermon, right? Never. Um, you know, and... and if you're and, lucky, they're not throwing fruit at you. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's a, I mean, that's why, you know, when we, you know, when we're looking at songs and picking songs, we want to make sure that uh, it's biblical because that, man, that's, you know, that music is it's strong and it, it gets under there. And it, and, and if there's something that isn't biblical, then that is, you know, we don't want folks singing it. We don't want folks, you know, on, you know, learning, the, learning the words and, 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 you know, tying it, you know, uh, committing it to memory and the such. Right. So, right. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big, that's a serious, uh, it's a big deal. What about you, Adam? What was the lowest point in your journey of worship? I don't think I've really had, I always find my lowest points is when I'm not paying attention. Ah, when you're distracted? <laughs> yeah. That, or that not never focused. <laughs> is... <laughs> oh, never. That never happens. No, I'm like a pony. <laughs> when, when, when I don't engage, I, I'm ultimately not going to experience the benefits that God wants or the closeness or the relational peace that God wants to bring me into. Mm. Um, and it could be simplest things as like what's going on later today or what's on my, what's going on and, and, or what do I have to do X, Y, and Z that needs to get done. And, and not just when I stop and take the moment to say, Hey, no, this time is dedicated for God and for focusing in on him. Worship usually has pretty uh, pretty powerful uh, aspects to it. I, I also, and it's different from when I play worship wise than when I'm actually worshiping too. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. there is a mm. there is a obviously using gifts and talents and doing that, but it's it's different set because I'm a little more focused in on making sure that I'm bringing other people into worship, and not yeah. to say that I don't experience the joy of doing it, and and there's a different joy in bringing and and being able to sh use your talents to bring other people into a place of of worship and and honor, but it's it's. I don't think it's. I don't want to say it's not deep, but it's a different. It's a different different depth than me being in the audience and focusing mm -hmm. a little bit more. Where I'm a little more. 
while while I'm obviously giving glory to God and 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 playing the songs, obviously that the content and just the 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 point of the music is focused for him. There is that area of like, okay, coming into this and someone switching that and okay, now we're going back into this. And so, so there is a little bit of a, I don't want to say it's a distraction, but it's just different. It's different, but it's not, it's not like a performing thing though. So, so there is that level of like, yes, I'm giving glory to God now, I don't know how it is for other people, but... Um, and when you say it's not a performing thing, obviously it sort of is a performing thing. Well, like you're doing well it in yeah, front of but I'm not... I've, I've never played for the point of like, oh, look at me, you know? Oh, got it. It's been more so of So when you say it's performance, of, it's not about highlighting your no, skills. No, no. And to kind of counter what Paul says, I mean, yeah, there's always better work. There's always better drummers. There's always better guitar players. And I, I've, I've gotten to the point where it's like... I stopped. I stopped that a while ago of trying to focus in on like, oh well, I'm not doing it as well as X, Y, and Z, or not doing it as well as A, B, and C because it's it's it, it well, it just completely takes my focus and distraction off of that, and then I mm. focus back on myself, and then I'm usually hard on myself, and I'm really not even getting to the point of listen. You're 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 utilizing your gifts is really what God is calling us to versus a Oh man, you didn't play that that fill, or you didn't play that that beat in the way it should be, and so now I hate you. <laughs> Sign God, you know. But <laughs> but uh, but no, it's it's always been at a point of I'm doing I'm I'm using my gifts to further the kingdom. So, but but there is there is an intimacy level when you're not playing. And you're focusing in and you're dedicating that time versus being on stage. I don't know. I don't know. And it's, I'm not saying that there, I, maybe I'm, I'm not saying that there isn't, isn't that level of intimacy, but it's just different. Yeah. Because yeah. there are pieces to, to keep the, 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 com, the composition together. So. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's yeah, there's a whole conversation we could have. It could almost be its own podcast about um Are you like make a note, yeah. write it down right now. <laughs> just the idea <laughs> just the idea in worship about um, you know, gu you know, guitar solos and lights and haze and all that stuff. And um Oh, dude, you are hitting a chord. Uh, yeah, that's it's resonating. Well, but it's yeah. funny because you say that, but but one of the things that drew Paul into worship was yeah. going to the Metro West Vineyard with that. With a, they didn't have like special lights or any right. of that stuff. But man, they were definitely well mixed. Yeah, they performed yeah. the worship songs well. They were yeah. upbeat. They were engaging. Like. There's something to the polish that goes along with that, and I, a you thousand know, percent. I, the the only I thing I would throw just, into that would be but, here's my kind of measure stick against that, and this is the wrong way of saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like when you use that measuring stick, my measuring stick to that is like, okay, is worship authentic? Do you, you know, is the hmm. is the team you know 
gelled together all hearing what God is doing to lead the message, lead the worship session in the direction, knowing when to pull out, stop going through the fifth bridge, you know, for the fifth time and repeating the first verse, you know, waiting for that, you know, that proverbial, you know, kind of format. And you know, it, it's a recipe sort of, and I get it and I understand it. And I, the one thing that's starting to bother me more is somehow is on my Instagram feed and social stuff is, is starting to show up these worship memes where like the, the drummer is like, you know, basically recording their session and they're, you know, you can hear the audio track in the back, like the audio track of like all the musicians talking to each other and the sound, you know, team talking to the, the stage, you know, folks. And, and it just loses like any, like, strength in it for me it's just like totally throws me off so it's like then i get more annoyed i'm like because i got caught up in a lot of like of the you know hey i want to be a big power worship team and i want to be part of like all of that experience and and you know um you know glitz and glamour and lights and sound and and being able to you know put the drummer behind glass for the final and you know you know well, you know, once and for all time and and under a tombstone <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's right but, we can't let him out sorry yeah, yeah so he only comes out and you know when, when the lights go out um but like so it, it again it's like what paul said it's it's you know it's your pride getting in the way and it's a lot of the the you know okay really it, hopefully my hope is is then you know when i step back from stuff like that that you know god is there god's moving God's doing things and worship is probably the, you know, should be the, the key indicator in all of that. Not the, the fact that well, we're, you know, running but I think there's also, there's also that, there's also that flexibility. Like if you're just there playing songs and going on to the next one, going on to the next one and not letting kind of a flow happen yeah. to the service, there's, there's, and leaving room for what God might be doing or, or the spirit might be doing at that point. I mean, there's an importance to that too, and being able to be flexible in the set and hey, but being led by like, hey, let's I, let's go back into this course or let's go back into this because I think God's doing something and being open to that is important. And that gets back to my whole worship, like the whole worship team and the leadership and the worship team are all in tune with what God's doing right. at that moment. But I, I like, I think like larger well, churches blow it out of the water altogether and it becomes more of a performance than it does become a, you know, per se, a, um, you know, an actual authentic worship session for me. And maybe well, that's keep, my gripe. To keep, to keep, to keep the whole band in tune, they, there's a, there's a music director on stage that's saying verse, chorus, like you know next verse so like that backing track i find it fascinating i'm like we don't like we don't have somebody calling out things like that sometimes it'll be in the track that we're listening to but that would be awesome just to be able to and you need that flexibility to be able to be like okay now this next because like you know you can only go so far to like look at the worship leader and be like move if my move my guitar this way it's verse two and if i move it this way like you either have to completely plan it ahead of time and not be able to change or have a music director on stage saying all right it's verse two it's chorus and they plan it beforehand but again if you want some flexibility you've got to have somebody calling that stuff out while you're on the stage i, I um, can understand that i just did me the wrong way because it becomes more theater production kind of stuff well and so and so and so to that end and and let me be clear when i was saying the the haze and stuff i wasn't like it, i think there are churches it's right for like i mean we go to con like to taylor swift concerts and they put on huge productions and like we're worshiping the god of the universe <coughs> why shouldn't it be the craziest friggin' like lights like 
you know, U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds fly over. Like, it should be the biggest thing in the world. So, like, well, okay, I want it to be authentic, but, like, I also think we should give God his due. And, and I, think, I think, to your point, there's some churches where you may look at it and go, yeah, I'm not sure that that's right. And maybe, to me, maybe it's more so the – it's like the person that, like, doesn't have a great job and they – they buy a Maserati to use a, a word that, t- that Adam was talking about earlier. <laughs> like, you're like, you know what? You don't really need that. Like, just go buy a Honda. It'll be fine. And I think some churches may look at that and go, hey, I want to do this well. And the way that we do this well is to get the haze and the loudness and the in-ear monitors and the, and the such. And like, uh, you know, I think, I, I think, you know, finding out what's important is, is to me, um, I, right. I think it's important. So I kind I of agree with you on that, Paul. Like, and, and here's what I would say. All of the haze and light show and video screens don't help anything if you're not actually worshiping. Mm, yeah. And so I'll give you a case in point. I had a friend who went to like a worship concert for one of the big bands out there, right? Like mm. I won't even say who they are. And she came out and she's like, I will never go back. Yeah, but that was and I'm like that was and I'm like, why? And she's like, the show was great, but man, I just it wasn't worship. Like it, yeah. it didn't they didn't go like it didn't take me into worship. Now, mm. somebody else part of, part of the thing about that is though, like different styles catch different people. Yep. Yeah. You know, and so somebody else might have come out and said that was the best worship I've ever been in mm. or the best worship I've been in this week or yeah. whatever, right? Like you just don't know, but but the whole point is I can see some value to the show if it catches the target group that you're targeting. Right there, and like you said, Paul, like I think there's something real to the fact that man, we are worshiping the God of the universe, He deserves everything we have, right? You know, okay, but it doesn't matter if the show is great if you're not actually worshiping, yeah, well, and if you're not, if the people worshiping with you aren't getting into the worship, that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. So, like, right, uh, that whole big picture, like, yeah, I, I, Paul, I understand where you're coming from, and uh, comparing Taylor Swift to you know worship and God from Jesus. It, 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 <laughs> even though she said, "Yeah, whatever." We there's, a f- there's a few steps down, but only a few. Let's be honest. <laughs> what are you a fan? You are going to hell. I miss you. Right. Yeah. Um, man who stand on the toilet is high. I don't mean that, by the way. Paul no, is not going to hell. Just so we're clear. Well, just I mean, you know, the, the no, jury's no. out. The jury's out. No, no. So, there's no question about your salvation. Like, one of one of my like there's a again a topic line. for another podcast. <laughs> there's a fine line um, that I think that that the whole thing kind of treads on, and it's it's a very tough one to to play, you know, because that experience. Yes, I agree that everybody can have a different take on you know the large production style worship you know approach with the screens and the you know the the light effects and all of those things and the, you know, the, the, the almost mechanical kind of like, okay, three, four verses, play the lead, go to the bridge, go back to the lead. Then, you know, it, but it's, it's, it's for me because I came from and It's probably just because where I came from and my, the roots and how I understand worship. When I see that larger stuff, I feel like you just like, 
it kind of gets like I'm like I'm, I want to get on the you know the podium and say hey you shortchanging yourself I understand you have got format and you got time and you have to be able to be respective of all of the other things you're going on um, and I'm not directing this at you directly at you Paul I'm just saying just in general from what yeah, I've seen yeah. no, large churches and whatnot mm-hmm. that the production value of that has just gotten so far to that left that you just you miss out on really what the true authentic aspect of what God created worship to be and the examples that we have in the Bible of what worship is and and so you know. I kind of just like say, you know, maybe it's because I'm getting older and I just turn up the, the angry volume a little bit more. I don't know. Get off my lawn. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're just like, you know, you're missing out. And it's like, I feel like, um, what's the, the who, not the whoville, the, the, the guy who the truffalo trees, you know, chopping down the truffalo trees. Oh yeah. Yeah. He keeps telling them over and over again, you know, you keep, the Lorax. yeah, the Lorax. Thank you. Keep chopping down my trees. Eventually you're going to have nothing. And then you're going to be wondering why, you know, you know, you're missing out on the beauty of what a truffalo tree is. That That's kind of like how I, you, you, you I worship. think they're actually truffalo, whatever, truffalo, whatever <laughs> you, you fill in the blank there. So, so worship is about climate change. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, um, on our next podcast? Yeah, yeah, we're right. having that conversation. But, worship, <laughs> seriously. So the other the other thing though, and and you're this right, is, they are truffling. This this Sorry. probably comes from this probably comes from the other side, the person from the you know from the stage, and 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 so maybe, maybe I caveat with that. But the other thing too is like the whole the. there's a hint of consumerism there where I go in and I say, well, that worship wasn't good or Mm -hmm. that sermon wasn't good when like, what's it really for? Like, is it for me or not? Not so much. And so like, there's a part of me that's like, you know, I will say as somebody that writes sermons, some of my sermons are not good. (laughs) You got to be at the bottom of the barrel before you get to the top of the mountain. Well, you know, keep, keep that inside though, Eric, keep that inside. Is that really what you want? <laughs> we haven't mentioned your church name on. Do you mean the bad yeah. sermons or my critique of my sermons? <laughs> yeah, see all the above. All the see above. All the above. No, but I mean, there's legit times when I've I've been like, man, I didn't pick good songs or like just missed the didn't come in, in the right thing, and people are like, wow, it was great. And the the best thing, the best thing ever, is when you nail a worship set, like. Next time you're sermon and you crush it and nobody comes up and says anything, like I just go, thank you, Jesus, because I need that. I need those days where I go, man, I crushed it today. And it's like crickets. Well, funny you say <laughs> that. I, I, I very, I mean. very, very, really sound when I was doing sound as a sound engineer and, and whether it was in Chumsford or it was with our church. You know, the, the, I remember – I days the Sunday mornings it was just like I just wanted to throw the towel in. It was horrible. Everything was happening that was you know bound to happen that was going to go wrong. Will and mm-hmm. had gone wrong, and I can't tell you how many times I've had like people come up and be like, and I don't like my my intuition type A personality. Just like you're full of crap when they say that, but you know uh, you know I kind of have to look at them and smile because in essence of they're saying you were well, but like they're saying like you know that was the most amazing worship session. You know I'm yeah. so so glad and so blessed that you were there doing this. And I'm just like thinking you know. Do you understand what really happened? I mean, just short of the worship leader catching fire on stage, you know, and the, you know, all of the sound equipment, you know, exploding, yeah. you know, randomly, you know, you're, you're telling me it was a great worship. So I kind of, well, we can always yeah. be hard on ourselves. You can. And, and so I learned that very early on. It's like, you know, hey, it's not really, it's all glory to God, no matter what it is, no matter how good the session is, no matter how bad it is, whatever the day of the week is. You know, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is, you know, worship your creator, then I don't care, you know, if it's, you know, a big production and you practiced it for, you know, five days a week and, you know, it goes off like a hitch on Sunday morning or it doesn't, you know? Yeah. 
No, I agree with that. I think that I think, and like you said, Paul, I think there's there's something about trying to do your best that leaves you in a vulnerable spot, but also gives you an opportunity to grow. And like when you do bad, like the thing that I that always strikes me as funny, and you probably experienced this in worship too, is like. You play a song and you're like, man, that song was brutal. We did not hit any of the, we were not on time. And then like, you find out someone's up. like, that's the greatest worship ever. And then you're like, you've been yeah. drunk. Shut your mouth. And then, or they're like, or they're like, <laughs> you, dude, you were so awesome today. And, and you don't take that compliment. That's, that's, yeah. that's a, that there's a problem in an effect, in and of that fact you, too. You, Cause you mean, you mean, I, I shouldn't say you're tone deaf. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like being it's, colorblind it, with it, your ears. A musician. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it's just a, a musician thing, but it happens all the time. You, yeah. you get to the point where it's like, oh, I miss this or I miss that. And I'm such an idiot. Why am I even playing this anymore? And who, who, who in their right mind put me on, yeah. put me here. And, but then you go and talk. Someone's like, oh my gosh, it was like the best worship ever connected. And it's like, we in, in, in and of ourselves have a hard time accepting that you know and yeah and that that in and of itself is a struggle to yeah. to well, really see what the reason it, it's kind of a gut check because you really need to see what the reason is for you being there you know is it yeah. is it because you need to do everything perfect and what your example of perfect worship is it, and in reality if you stop and think about god in general like there's no way we could ever match the perfection that 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 uh that he deserves yeah yeah that's probably yeah. the yeah but but that's not what his he's asking us of you know yeah right right totally Just, uh, all he's asking for us from from us is willingness to be are we going to do present. it are yeah. we going to just get out there and offer him what we have and that's true i feel like that's true whether you're a worship leader whether you're the the coffee guy whether you're like whether you're just living your life, like, are you going to give him what you have? Yeah. You know, and worship is the great, like serving on a worship team or preaching or whatever. Those are opportunities to do that in a very specific way. But the reality is we're called to do that every day of our lives mm -hmm. in all of the circumstances we're in, mm -hmm. you know, and if mm -hmm. we do that, whether we feel like it went well or we feel like it sucked. And, I, you know, I was going to bring. Couldn't matter. My, my favorite part about preaching is sometimes people come up to me and they're like, I love it when you said ABC. And I'm like, I, I, did, I didn't say that. I, I, <laughs> did all. I did my whole sermon in Spanish. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, but sometimes you put the offering out there and God does with it what he needs to do with it for that specific person. You know, and that's that's the part that I think is just so amazing is so often we do the things that we're supposed to do and God multiplies it in ways that we don't even understand. Or when we you don't know? do the things perfectly that we do, he still multiplies. <laughs> or we don't do the things we're supposed to do and God still multiplies it I mean, yeah. in spite of us. I mean, look, the example of dancing like David in his underwear. I mean, that's like a whole, you could go into whole details. Go, Paul, go. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Probably, um, <laughs> that's our paid per view session if you're a member of our podcast <laughs> so yeah. buy tickets now for Theomosa because we're bringing the band back <laughs> the, the going down in fiery flame tour um, uh, <laughs> pretty fun 
<laughs> we sound better. That's for sure. Oh, maybe I don't know, dude. <laughs> I have not picked up a bass in ten. I've been trying to give away his bass for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's like a bad pet. He keeps coming back. Can't get rid of it. So where are you at? I mean, we've talked. We may have talked about this, but is there anyone, anything else you guys want to add to where you're at in worship now and how you would say you got there? I would say because I was um, preoccupied in terms of that question. God put me there, basically. Bottom line, there's no other way to describe it as to why and where I'm at. You know, it's it's. And where are you at? Where would you say you're at? Well, that, as far that's as for another goes. podcast, but. Um, you know, worship. Well, yeah, I mean, we can talk about your whole life, but right now we're just focused on the worship aspect. Oh, when's that? Um, yeah, um, I, I would say it's you've used the phrase before the wilderness. You know, I would say um, I'm worshiping in the wilderness. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Okay. I don't, you know, the, the I'm from the land down under, you know, I'm not going to continue to recite the rest of that song. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You know, I'm sure that they would come after <laughs> us. <laughs> yes, exactly. If any of them are left sure, alive. Sure, you know, Google it and everybody else. There is. All up. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's around. He's around. So still. They're still singing the songs. Yeah, um, and okay. so, you know, I, 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 I'm without a home currently right now, but in essence, you know, not that I'm away from my own father and, and, you know, not a, you know, we'll say a phone call away or whatever, or a worship song. And there's always something that, you know, it, it keeps me in check with that. It's, it's a constant like vein that is, or, or well, in my technical, you know, it world, it's a constant internet, you know, wireless connection that never can be broken and is always there. So, you know, even though I'm not with the, the rest of the main body, I'm still, you know, very much, uh, wandering, but, uh, not lost. Cool. Anybody else on that one? I think we've talked about a lot of it, but is there any any other high points you want to hit? Related to that? Yeah, well, I mean, Paul and Adam haven't answered this question yet. Oh. We we were still in the middle one. Okay. So. I didn't know how far I was. Uh, high points? Yeah, where are you at right now? Like, um, you know, in worship. I know you just started playing drums again for yeah. the first time in a long time, but... And how would you say you got there? Like, what was the journey? And I don't know that we have time for like a super yeah, long conversation I, on this. We'll but keep it short. <laughs> no, I knew that I'd get back into it. It was early 1970. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a stormy night. No, I knew I'd get back into it. I um, just put a weird out. Justin, me and the boys. It was never in. It, it for me, it was never in my own timing, but it, um, it turned out to be uh Hey, you should play. Or are you going to play again? Or are you going to play again? You should talk to so and so. And then I was like, all right, I'll talk to so and so. And said, hey, I've played drums before. I know you guys have three drummers right now. Um, but uh, I'd be interested in if you guys needed to, needed me to hop in, then I could uh, I could play if if there was a need. And it turned out that there were some adjustments of people moving around and kind of the positioning moving around. And so we were losing one drummer to kind of move over to fill in another role because the other drummer also played electric and bass. And so uh, it just kind of worked out in God's timing. That w that conversation started like January and then led to just kind of getting together and getting to know the team and and just seeing where the heart was at and, and uh, opened up an opportunity, so... 
Yeah, I'm actually going to skip to the last. The, is there anything yeah. you'd recommend to help someone no. improve their worship experience? Not again. Go for I'm it. Gonna, I know. I'm, I'm gonna, vetoing. I'm vetoing. I'm Come back to that question, my friend. No, this isn't a, <laughs> this is this an isn't interrogation. A this is a dictatorship. Move along. Are you? Are you? Are you you're playing now, Paul? <laughs> I, well, you're not leading. right now, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, not yeah right now. I'm leading. If you haven't listened uh, but, to the other, are you are you the notes. leading worship worship leader, or do you guys have multiple? Yeah, more. Leaders? Yeah, I'm worship. Yeah, basically the yeah the, the worship director. Um, we're, we we've been talking about hiring somebody else, but we had some other folks. Like we have the um, the student ministry leader. It went off to college, and we have some other folks retiring, so we probably need to hire other places. So I'm going to be the worship director for the foreseeable future. Are you, so are you, are you fully leading every bit. Sunday or swapping that? Yeah, almost almost every Sunday. I mean, there's other folks that can lead, and so they, there's other folks that step in like once a month. And then actually somebody – we just had somebody come in. Uh, they, they moved, so they're um, – uh, they were leading at another church, yeah. and they're, they'll be they'll be here at some point. Do, She's super do you talented. lead? Do you lead every single song? Because I know I know it's Zeal. We act that uh, even though we have a worship director and and a lead singer, all of our throughout the service itself. So we usually play about five songs. That that worship leader, that director, doesn't sing every single song. Like we mm -hmm. have, we have it, it rotates on on every single each person sings a different song, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, tr I try to plug in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have other, we have um, actually lots of other background vocalists and um, I, if somebody's on, they're going to lead a song. Um, I actually have somebody that is actually a student. Uh, I think she's, um, she's just going to be getting her permit. She's, she's 15. And uh, I think she's going to lead two songs this week. Cool. Um, I'm really excited about her. She kind of rotated throughout the set, the worship set of people singing. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you it's it's great. I mean, I, my yeah, my goal is to have them have other people lead as many as many mm -hmm. songs as possible when That's I'm cool. when I'm leading. Um, it takes a load up, but I just I think it's great to have other voices. I mean, you don't want the same person leading leading all the all yeah. the all the songs, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I you know, I just for me, I just can't believe that I still I still get to do it. I I can't believe that I get to do this and play music on stage and mm. lead people in worship. It's just like the best of both worlds. I could never play anything secular. I just, man, I just can't like, I, I could play some secular songs, you know, um, maybe some Tom Petty and, and such, but like, it's like, it's fun to play, but nothing, nothing give me any, any, you know, uh, fills me up like worship does. And I just, I mean, I would just, you know, say, man, like he is, God is just, he is so, you know, I think about the the prodigal son and the you know while he you were still a long way off. So no matter how far you feel from God, like he's he's there and he's always there. Mm. And if you're listening to the podcast, he is definitely um, running after you because um, we we you know you know what you get from the, from the podcast. We we definitely uh, um, chat. And if he's not, we are. And it's exactly you know for someone who played secular songs, at least I heard three titles just in that one statement. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to run to you, you know, <laughs> the journey with someone. Uh, and I think we touched upon in excess somewhere. I don't remember where, but I'll look. You'll, hit, you'll be like a free bird running. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's it. That's all I have to say. That's really? Yeah. About that. Because that's it. Adam was grilling you pretty hard and I was hoping you just answer yes or no. <laughs> grilling him <laughs> Just the way Adam but, answers uh, a lot. Of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you guys have any other tips. Oh, tips? Sure. Yeah. Don't have to drop the sticks. 
Don't drop the sticks. Yes. Anyway, do you really want to improve your worship experience or you just want to get deeper with God? I mean, that's kind of a... That's what I mean, though. When I talk about improving your worship experience, it's not about it's having a more polished experience. Improve right? your worship like, experience in five easy steps. But how... And, and you know, I, I think Paul kind of hit it. Like, there's a portion of this that's like, hey, just take a chance and worship. Yeah. yeah. Because God is after you. He loves you. Right? Um, He's going to run to you. <laughs> just don't stop believing. I, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. Like, come on, come on, come on. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, so I, Don't you know, Roboto, I, Mr. Roboto. For where I'm at right now, like, um, I'm still not a worship leader and I'm doing less soundboard stuff. So, um, but I'm pastoring a church and so I'm helping our worship leader figure you know, out what to do. You say that, but man, you are the most worshipful non-worship leader I have ever met. Like, there's nobody that loves worship and will 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 talk and deep dive on worship like you do. Like other, like I expect that for other people that are like tuned similarly to me. But like, man, you're right there. I don't. Yeah, I. You know, I. It would not at all surprise me if you picked up that guitar behind you and started to play a little. You don't uh, to do that. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> up, but, you know, hey there, Delilah. You <laughs> if you get a, if you get a cord out of them, <laughs> uh, you might get a cord, but only one, and it wouldn't sound right. Well, and it would be a Honda right. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's really funny because one of the things that I'm, one of the things that I found is that worship is not just a Sunday morning thing, like. I actually find that the more impactful times of my worship are not always on Sunday morning. They're typically in between when I'm mm -hmm. just, and I will tell you one of the things that I love the most is when I'm driving around with my family and a song comes on the, on Caleb or a song comes out over the CD or we're playing something on my phone or whatever. And the whole car starts singing together. Like, just the impact of that and the it it like has a deep resonance in my soul it's mm -hmm. like oh we can do this anywhere like we don't have to just do it at church like and and i think there's something about like we talked about the softening and hardening of your heart i think there's something about doing it more than just a once a week kind of thing for that sunday morning meeting that is really impactful towards the softening of your heart mm. And so, you know, for me, like if I was going to recommend something like do it more often than you think you need to, <laughs> mm. you know, and like you said, Fife, you can take your worship with you wherever you go. I mean, you, you can play it on any cell phone. You can play it, you know, in New Hampshire and Southern and in Massachusetts, there's actually radio stations out there that actually play this stuff. Like just, um. And I just want to encourage you guys. Like that's an important thing. The only thing I would throw out here is a challenge for you. And I just I kind of ran into this conversation with a client a couple weeks ago. Um, the give you a little quick frame of reference. The client I have and support is you know basically ownership, and a lot of the people in the company are pretty much Christians, and you know um, very much um, you know the company's focused you know around um, you know basically beliefs and God and the whole nine yards, and it's very evident in the office and, and whatnot. And so one of the kind of weird conversations that came up was uh, one of the people in the office. I mentioned, Oh yeah, I picked up tickets to go see um, 
uh, why am I drawing the name of the band? Uh, the Beautiful Letdown. Why am I forgetting who the band is? Switchfoot. 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 Yeah, they're coming out, and so yep. you know they were like, "Oh, I got tickets for it," and they're all excited about it. They're like, "It's a great worship band," you know. And the one thing that you know another person had mentioned that just kind of threw me for a little curve because. I was just surprised by it. it was like, he's like, yeah, well, I don't listen to, you know, I don't listen to secular bands now that, you know, that are, are really like, you know, playing in the music scene and, and uh, you know, they, they were sort of worship, uh, you know, worship team, you know, bands. And they kind of, you know, they left that, that whole scene. I'm just like, dude, out of all of that, you know, Skillet is, been, is not Skillet. Um, Switchfoot has been very true to who they are, have never changed, have never wavered in most of the cases of, you know, their music and, mm. you know, their beliefs and whatnot. And a lot of worship, a lot of bands in general in the secular realm that are Christian or came from Christian in some form or fashion, you know, I'm saying all of that for the purpose of that it doesn't have to be truly like, you know, songs from the vineyard songs from um any one of the major worship labels that are out there it can be skillet it can be you know switchfoot it can be you know any one of those you know bands that are out there as long as it's speaking to you and god's speaking to you through that because god mm. will use anything no matter what it is good or bad or indifferent i mean he created it all so you know my challenge to that is like you know be be okay to f- be free in worship in no matter what it is if you're feeling moved by it it's more than likely god's spirit you know trying to provoke you to you know reach deeper or look deeper or hear longer or you know speak in silence or sing you know at the top of your lungs whatever be the case you know expand beyond just the you know hey this is black and white kind of approach mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with most of that, but I would add one caveat. Sure. Just because a song is moving you doesn't mean that it's worship, right? There's a lot of songs out there that are meant to move you, but that aren't worship. But if a song is moving you and it's focused on God, I'm fine with that. Well, you'll know, right? Like, I mean, you can sing a song that's your, you know, popular tune. Like, I wouldn't say there's a lot of songs that I've listened to in my life. Like, I love Counting Crows. It moves me. It makes me feel something. It's not worship. Yeah, I don't say right. Like, like but that's, and that's all I'm saying, yeah, right? Like, I, I get what you're saying, but that's it is one. It's an important yeah. distinction. Sure, agreed. I agree. So, um, but I will tell you that our youth group we we worship to skillet pretty much every week, mm. <laughs> like. Because there's some there's some great songs in in all of those bands, and honestly, for a while we worshipped to Evanescence, who's barely mm. like I don't know that they're More actually like. Christian. They're like on the edge, right? More. Like, but but they have some songs that like really played on a chord in my life that like and and it could easily be sung to God. And so, you know, it's actually really funny because like Gracie would will like go away to school and she'll be like, oh yeah, like Evanescence, like this band is like rocking. And they have some really good spirit Christian influences, and there are people on her floor are like, "What?" And so they start listening to it. Listen to the lyrics. They're like, "Oh my gosh, she's right." Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, you know. But any other closing points? Check the box. Well, guys, you know, I have really enjoyed this conversation about um, about worship. You know, it's an important part of our pursuit of God. And so, you know, as the reason this came up is because we were talking about how much of a priority it is for our church that to be able to worship and worship well. But the reality is that's 
that was a priority before I came to this church and it's still a priority now. And hopefully you guys got some good input from people that are in various and sundry different states of their worship experience and different places in their pursuit of God and different places in how they worship and what they do in worship. Um, and, you know, it's been great talking. It's been great having you guys here to listen. And hopefully this is good for you. Um, I do want to thank you again for listening to us. We always appreciate hearing from you. So come be part of the after chat on our Discord server. Or you can always send us an email at feedback at forefatherspodcast.com. And we'll be sure to share it on the next episode. Remember to always check out our website at forefatherspodcast.com for all the latest shows, swag, and other forefather stuff. Have a great week. We look forward to talking to you again in a couple weeks. Bye. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F-words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four, fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.